The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting week of the PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asai, here with my co-host, Brian Linder. Brian, how you doing this week, man? Nebby, uh, hanging in there, man. The temperature's rising. You know, I'm staying in the house, man, catching this air conditioning. I ain't, I ain't trying to get out there with y'all and, and, and be all full and stuff and, and, and get heat stroke out here and stuff, man. This is getting crazy. But uh, yeah. otherwise, man, I'm, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm alive and blessed, man. It's another week. We we on this platform, man. The PA High School Football Report, I feel like, is a, a platform that's really taken off here in Central PA, talking about the top athletes and recruits, one of which we have on our podcast here with us today. And that's former Harrisburg High standout football, track, you name it, he's an athlete, Justin Cook. Justin, welcome to our podcast, man. How you guys doing? I appreciate you guys bringing me on. Yeah, no doubt. So you're you're a recent graduate. First and foremost, how does that feel, man? You walked the stage after four tough years of high school. Now, it's a, it's just a real feeling, honestly. Like, I don't think it really hits you until you leave for whatever university you're going to or whatever uh, college or whatever your next move is. So I don't think it really hits you. I don't think it really hit me until I have to leave. But now, it is definitely a surreal feeling. It feels great to know that you got through an obstacle that some people can't overcome. Some people, it's, it's tough for some people to overcome. So it definitely feels great. Absolutely. Perseverance is key in today's age, man. I'll be trying to tell all these millennials. I'm a millennial myself, but I'll be trying to tell these Gen Z cats that, Brian, you know, you got to keep your head strong. But you mentioned that uh, you getting ready for the college level. First of all, where are you recorded from today? Because it looks like you're not in Harrisburg. Well, I'm, I'm recording from I'm recording from my college issue. So okay. I'm up here right now. I just got, just got a little workout in. But um, now nah, it definitely feels great to be up here because I'm getting, I'm getting adapted to like the college lifestyle. The workouts, uh, the time management and everything, just hanging up here with the guys and everything. So it definitely feels great to be up here. I feel like it'll definitely give me an edge uh, come camp time. Absolutely. What what have those workouts been for you so far? What's the new adjustment like? Mm-hmm. You're playing football now for the PSAC. I mean, you got to be excited. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited. Uh, so yesterday the workout was more like a, it was like a wide receiver oriented type of um, type of situation. Today I got some uh, good mobility work in this morning with uh, one of the running backs. So it was just more so like balance, um, just stretching, try to get loose and everything. Uh, I had my strength, uh, my strength training this morning. So that's obviously like you're lifting and everything, which is pretty, uh, it's pretty similar to how Harrisburg did it. You have your certain sets, you have your certain groups that you have to get through and then that'd be a workout. And then I just got done right now uh, on the jungle machine just trying to get some catches in. That's big time, man. Um, you, you talk about some of the stuff is similar to Harrisburg. What do you find different? I mean, obviously going from high school sports to college sports could be a big jump for some people, but you seem prepared, right? I mean, even after the season, I remember talking to one of your DB coaches, Carlos Balcom, who was my high school basketball teammate. You get what I'm uh, saying? And Lopes yeah. tells me he'll run into you in the gym sometimes off the early tip. I mean, what's different? Yeah. What's, what's remaining the same? No, uh, what's different, I feel like that's going to be uh, the biggest adjustment is more so how frequent the workouts are. Um, like I said earlier, I had three workouts today so far in about like a, maybe like a six hour time span. Mm. So it's definitely, definitely that's going to be like the more, like the frequency of the workouts. But other than that though, I don't really feel like there's going to be like a huge difference like um, of the times that, that the workouts are at. Like six o'clock workouts, 
like you said, I'm, I'm in the gym normally at six o'clock, trying to get early and everything. Um, but other than that, I feel like it's definitely just gonna be like the frequency. Justin, everyone, Brian and I have talked to this season in regard to your football capabilities. We're gonna get to it, right? Because you led probably the state of Pennsylvania interceptions with eleven this past season. But I talked to your coach Leonard Rare for track a few times as well, and everyone I talked to said whoever's getting Justin Cook is getting a dog. I mean, talk to me about that that grittiness about you, right? What is it that you possess that makes people speak that way about you? I mean, that dog nature. Talk to me a bit about that. Nah, I, I definitely like to carry that um that mentality because, like, what I've gone through so much, I I just like had to overcome and I had to really feel that mentality to get through the things that I've had to had to get through. So it definitely comes from that. That's where the grit comes from. But it's just, I just want to be the best at whatever I do. Like, if it's track, if it's on the field, if it's anything, I just want to be the best that I can possibly be at. So I, I, I carry that attitude and that chip on my shoulder that there is always somebody better than me. And I want to be the best. So mm-hmm. if I keep that mentality that somebody is always better than me, it will never stop me. And I'll never get, um, I never get comfortable with my position. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, college is a business now. You know, these guys who recruited you, I'm sure there's some good guys up at East Strouds, bro, but you know, these coaches are about to, they're about to, they're about to flip a switch. I always laugh, Nebby, when I covered college football, seeing the freshmen come in, and I always said they, they went from being their, the their coaches went from being their friends the whole time they're recruiting them to on their butts, you know, and, 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 and uh, they, they probably use different words than butt, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, are you prepared for that? Have you experienced some of that yet? And I mean, you know, not saying anything about but East, East, bad about East Strasburg's coaches. It's just how college college is. Are you ready for that? And how are you how are you approaching that? Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm definitely ready for it. I, I understand that the recruitment uh, process attitudes are going to be different than the uh, the in coaching and in season because the intensity it, it intensifies a little bit more. The intensity levels rise and everything because there's higher stakes and whatnot. So um, I definitely understand that it's coming. But I, I, like I said, I definitely feel like I'm prepared because of what I've what I've gone through already. I've I've, I've gone through a few experiences that um, maybe I'm I might not agree with coaching wise or anything like that. So I definitely feel like I am prepared for it. I don't want to segue away from football, but real fast, you just came off a really good track season as well. Talk to us a bit about you know the transition from football to track. How you've done because you've made it to mid pens, districts, and the state finals, and you had you had some tough races, but you always came out one of the best of the best. And you know, talk to us about this past track season. No, it's it's definitely tough. Uh, coming from football to track, it's it's two different worlds. Like mm-hmm. I don't think anybody can really um, understand the significance of the difference between the two sports unless you're in the sport or mm-hmm. unless you're doing the dual sports. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was definitely a transition that I had to adjust to and get used to but I started my track season indoor which actually definitely I, I feel like it definitely helped me for the outdoor um and and was able to help me carry into the mid pens and the districts and the states for outdoor um but it's definitely a, it, it was definitely a different it was def, it was definitely a different feeling I assume you've been playing football much longer than you've been running track correct sure I've been playing football since I was four I, I won't even run a track since maybe like last year or okay. so Okay, yeah. And, and yeah, you, you stole the words right out of my mouth. You just began running track. I mean, but you you've hit this this platform of being one of the top guys in the mid pen, right? I mean, you and Abraham Slawball from Middle Hershey been neck and neck all season long, and I saw how hard that kind of hit you whenever you came in second to him at districts. But I mean, what is it? What does it really take? What's the grind like being that dual athlete? And is that something you foresee yourself doing at the collegiate level? 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm def- I definitely am looking to come up here and uh, maybe get into track and field a little bit. Um, I, I think my first year, I would just focus on football, just trying to get acclimated, like I said, just try to get into the routine of it and everything. And then if I have an opportunity to go into track and field, then I, I definitely take it. But um, yeah, yeah, not. Nah, I'm sorry. What was your, what was the what was the other question? And I was saying, is that something you foresee yourself doing at the collegiate level? Oh yeah, level? yeah. yeah. No, nah, I definitely do. I definitely do because I I know that I have a um. My platform is way higher than what I achieved in high school. I definitely feel like I definitely feel like there's more that I can um there's more that I can achieve. There's there's more that I there's more that I can take it. I can take it further than what I did in high school. So if I had the opportunity, I definitely will take it. Absolutely. Well, Justin, we'll be back with more football coverage and some good talk after a word from our sponsor. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more. Justin, we talked a bit about football. We talked some track here. You weren't always a Harrisburg guy, though. I mean, you started off, if I'm not mistaken, at Bishop McDevitt. Talk to me about when that jump took place and, you know, the, the the transformation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So the jump took place um the end of my sophomore football season. Um, I think I actually transferred and got into Harrisburg, like into the school district, about January. So it was a pretty it was a pretty fast transition. But um, I feel like it was a def- definitely needed. It was a definitely needed uh transition because I feel like it helped me mature. Um, going through what I went through at McDevitt and whatnot. Uh, the 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 differences and and ideas that I had that. I thought it was going to go. Um, it didn't happen. So it, it kind of built me over there, but then it really took off and like matured me at Harrisburg. I feel like, um, Harrisburg, you have to be, you have to, you have to be smart with your decision and everything, obviously, because it's a city and everything. So I, I definitely feel like it definitely, um, it, it, it built me and, uh, it matured me. You talk about this maturation process. What are some obstacles you underwent at Harrisburg that you feel as though helped you grow more than you would have at Bishop McDevitt? Because, you know, that's something that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, definitely one that I that I that I really carried with me throughout my whole experience at Harrisburg was honestly like living up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously knew that I, I obviously thought that I could do better at McDevitt and thought I could do more at McDevitt and contribute a lot more. So making a move with a Harrisburg, I had to I had to prove myself right. Um, I had to prove other people right. So it was definitely something that I uh, that I had to live up to. I had to live up to the hype. So that was definitely an obstacle I had to overcome. But I, I feel like I did pretty good with it. You know, Brian, something that kind of caught my eye with Justin a few times here was, uh, you know, people around the city talk. They talk a lot, you know. And I remember <laughs> you you were on the leaderboards all season long with interceptions. I, I remember when you got to five or six, people were talking about, He's going to catch up to Coach Dez Mangus. And for those who don't know, mm-hmm. Coach Dez is one of my mentors as well. He coaches softball, basketball. He helps with football. But you broke uh, a, what, a f- almost 50-year record there. Well, you tied mm-hmm. it. You know, he t- tied had it, that yeah. in the 1970s with 11 in- interceptions in the mid-pen. What's that feeling like? You talk about living to the hype, man. I feel like you lived mm-hmm. up to expectations. Uh, nah, it, once I got to about five or six, I was like, I can really break it. Like, I have a chance to break it. But that wasn't the main goal. The main goal was kind of just taking my team as far as we could, which was obviously the States. Um, we got through districts. I still had a chance to get it. And then I think it, I think it was like the first the first game of States that I had 10, and I had got a pick early, and I was like, I, I can really break it down. 
Mm. But I'm mean, ultimately it didn't happen. But it was definitely something that um, I carried for the rest of my life because it, it is a big accomplishment. And that that was kind of your first year playing uh playing corner, right? Yes, sir. That was definitely my first year playing corner. And you go play wide receiver in college. Yes, sir. I mean, tell me about that. You know what what what's that going to be like for you? Obviously, you're you're more accustomed to playing wide receiver, but you just had a great year at corner. Have they have they talked about you know like if, if for some reason that they you know get thin at corner or something, could you ever move back there? Did did they talk to you any about that? Yeah, they, they have talked to me about uh, being on both sides of the ball and whatnot if they needed it. Um, they obviously recruited me as a receiver, but they said if if the time comes that um, I have to move to DB or for any reason, it's, it's it's possible because I did have that type of season and I can I have those abilities to play quarter. Um, ultimately, I decided to be a wide receiver because I feel like that's where my heart is at more so than a DB because I just started playing DB. But um, I definitely, I honestly want to, I just want to go on the field as, as as anywhere as possible. I want to play football up here. So if it's kick returning, punt returning, DB, running back, if ever it happened, like I just, I just want to get on the field. So I really don't I, – I really don't – I'm not really worried about where I play more, so I just want to get on the field. You know, Nebby, Nebby mentioned that, man, you're starting at Bishop McDevitt and going over to Harrisburg. You know, again, this, this, this is a podcast about PA high school football. But here in Central Penn, PA, one of the bigger rivalries was McDevitt and Harrisburg. And, you know, we've kind of covered those bases. We don't know when those schools are going to play again. Obviously, I think there's probably some hard feelings on either side uh, over the last couple of years, and they're not going to play. Um, man, well, what's that rivalry like? And what does that – I mean, you got to want to – everybody wants to see them play, like, right? Everybody yeah, in everybody Harrisburg wants to, wants to see McDevitt and, and, and Harrisburg play every year, right? I mean, what, what, yeah. what's that like? And just knowing they're not going to be able to play. Nah, um, it was definitely disappointing when the when the game got canceled this year. But um, it's it's a huge rivalry because it's two of the it's two of the city teams. The, the two teams are are probably, if not the biggest city team. So it's more so who runs the city type of situation. Um, and there's a lot of people from Harrisburg that actually decided to go to McDevitt, and there's a lot of people in the McDevitt area that decided to go to Harrisburg. So it's people that's your friends. It's people that you know personally. So it's honestly it's 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 more for bragging rights than anything, but it is a huge rivalry for the city. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that I remember being a kid, right? Um, even before going to high school and going to watch the J- Jamel Potis play, Noah Spence, mm-hmm. uh, Brock Dane. So that's definitely always been something that's brought the city out in the community. And it, w- it was some great battles. Talk to mm-hmm. us a bit about your, your senior campaign, man. You guys had one heck of a last run. You guys won mm-hmm. a district championship. What was that journey and that process like? It felt great. Um, honestly, coming into the season, a lot of people didn't think too much of us uh, because we had a freshman quarterback coming in. They didn't, they didn't know what pieces we had. They thought a lot of pieces left uh, last year, which they did. But I feel like we definitely persevered through through everything that everybody was saying and uh, made, a, made a great run. Like you said, we got a mid-pen championship. We got a district championship. We had records broken. We got defensive player of the year and uh, Terrell Reynolds. So I feel like we definitely, um, we definitely overcame what everybody was saying about us in the chit chat that they were saying in the off season. You know, I helped MC the PA High School, uh, well, the Penn Live Sports Awards, and I got a chance to speak with Terrell. He's a bit humble, soft spoken. What's the light playing on the secondary with that guy? Nah, it, it's it's uh, it's crazy because that's how that's probably how I got all my picks. Honestly, yeah. he's rushing the quarterback. He's he's making the quarterback throw it. So, um, it's crazy, but. 
he, he, me and him, um, we carry like a demeanor that that really helped the defense. I feel like um, we were young on the, in the secondary, and we were young in, in certain places. But with me and him um, and the ability that we carry, I feel like it definitely helped us on the defense and help our team ultimately. Like I said, go on to the mid Penn Championship, go on to the district championship, and try to make a run for states. Justin, let me ask you. I mean, you know, your high school career is over. You know, when you step back, you look at everything. I think Jordan told uh, Justin told me one time he wanted to get into uh, sports journalism. So <laughs> put that put that cap on for a minute. You know, you played against some guys. You went up against some guys. Trained with some guys. Um, who are some of the guys coming back next year? Maybe not just Harrisburg guys. Maybe you went against it that that you can think of that might be some of the tougher guys in the conference. In the conference, I'll say, um, I I say definitely the twins out uh, Carlisle, the twins out Carlisle. They, they're pretty, they, they they're pretty good to watch. Um, yep, Hargroves, yep. Uh, definitely Terrell, obviously, definitely Kyle Williams to look at. Uh, Amir Granberry, just out. Just those are just the faces out of Harrisburg. Um, but I I definitely feel like there's there's a lot of talent in our in our division. Uh, that. It's gonna at the end of the season we're gonna all look back and say, Yup, that that's that's what we thought was gonna be uh that that's what we thought was gonna be pretty good throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, the Hargrove kids quietly had like a really good year. I think both of mm-hmm. them. Us Jeremiah and I think Elijah, maybe. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm Eli, Eli. Eli Eli, Eli Hargrove and, and, mm-hmm. and Jeremiah. Um so yeah, those are two kids that I think really probably didn't get a ton of headlines, but then when you got at the end of the season mm-hmm. you looked at everything, they put up numbers. So, yes, sir. Two good names there. Absolutely. You know, Justin, we talk about guys on this podcast and who are some of their influencers or guys that they train with. We had Lance Dean come on here last week, and Lance Dean mm-hmm. obviously trains a lot of the top guys. We talked about Michael Parsons. Yeah, Lance is my guy, too. You know, he was a standout at CD East. Who are some of those people that you trained with in your off seasons or, you know, worked out with in high school that helped you reach the pedestal you feel like you got to? Mm-hmm. I feel like it was it was definitely a lot of uh, players more so than uh, coaches at the time. Uh, at at one point, Lance D was out. Um, he was at McDevitt helping me, and that was like when I was younger a little bit. So I def I definitely got to train with him and whatnot. But it was more so players, um, especially during the COVID years and everything. I got to train with um, Dante Kent, the, the Kent brothers. I got to train with Kiev and them. Um, and it was it was really more so the older the older players um, that that actually graduated last year. This year, I kind of uh, just just worked out with the team and everything. But those those faces, though, like Dante Kent at Central Michigan right now, those were definitely influences uh, that that definitely put me in a position to have this type of senior year that I had. You guys are probably looking at me. People don't know we do this actually over like uh like almost like Zoom the program mm-hmm. we use, and I'm I'm yelling at my dogs. So I know they're probably looking at me like I'm crazy. Uh, so Lucky Chucky. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to ask about the doll. Just as people don't know, Harrisburg had a, a Chucky doll, like a serial killer Chucky, um, and they carried him around last year. And, uh, and Vicky Velius Briner, who's one of our photographers, sent me a photo and was like, and she was kind of joking. I was like, man, get some good pictures. Of that. I'm going to write about that because that's the kind of fun stuff you can write about sometimes in high school. And just so you know, I mean, Ross Tucker, you know, everybody knows Ross. He, he retweeted it and it kind of got a little mm-hmm. traction. He did the story and stuff. I mean, you carry him with. You, is is he going to college? Is he going to college? You gotta talk. You gotta talk to. 
East Stroudsburg, man. Get him on the sideline. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, I think I let. I think I made the decision to let let him stay at Harrisburg. Let him carry on the legacy. Uh, let him stay with Kyle Williams and Terrell Reynolds and all of them, and, and see what they can do. And maybe it'll bring some luck their way. Kyle, um, I expect him to have a monster season. He's uh, he he got to play with all of us. Dante Kent, me, he's playing with Terrell right now. So he he's had he's had everybody in his quarter just to watch and just to grow and it's his senior year. So I, I expect him to have a monster season, honestly. Justin, we did a story on Penn Live actually last week. Uh Harrisburg had a groundbreaking for a new football field they're about to get installed. New lights, mm-hmm. new goalposts, new track. I mean mm-hmm. for the first time in forever, because I can't remember a Friday night lights game at Harrisburg growing up in the city. What mm. do you think that means for the football team, for the community, and how does that make you feel mm. knowing, like, dang, right after I walk the stage, <laughs> now we can probably have Friday Night Lights? Uh, no, no, it's, it's, a, it's a little bittersweet. Mm. Um, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely glad that, that, they, that they made that move and made that adjustment because this, it's going to bring the city all in one place, and it's just, it's just positivity around the community and everything. Uh, football is such a, it's, it's a game, but it can bring – so many other factors. It can bring people together. It can bring families together. It can bring the community together. So I, that was definitely a good move by them. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that they made it because for that reason. But yeah, it is a little bittersweet that they get all this new stuff as soon as I leave. <laughs> yeah, you know, we talked to little Sean Lee and we talked to Kyle Williams afterwards and they told us how there were times during the season that you guys had to cut practice short because you didn't have any mm-hmm. lights or you would watch film. You'd have to rush out to try to get some at least 20 minutes of practice and before, you know, playoff games. What was that like? Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys weren't really provided an equal level playing field due to the lack of resources. Um, it, it is. It was tough. Um, like you said, we only got like uh, like 20 minutes during playoff games because that's when it gets that's when it starts to get a little bit darker earlier. Um, there was times that we were out there actually in pitch dark trying to like run through plays and stuff. So it was definitely difficult. Um, I don't think it was an it was definitely an obstacle to overcome, but I don't think it was a setback or anything. Um, but it was definitely something that that we had to get through. But it, it honestly represents Harrisburg as a whole, and it just represents our perseverance. That it doesn't matter what's thrown our way, we're gonna have to we're gonna deal with it, and we're gonna we're gonna do good with it. I'll tell you what. What we will miss, though, as journalists, is those one o'clock Harrisburg games, because uh, <laughs> we could we could cover almost every Harrisburg game on a Saturday. You know. Because they played on Saturday at home, so we could cover almost all the I will say this, though. I'm from South Carolina, then I went to Florida. I was in Daytona Beach. I covered football everywhere. And, you know, here in Pennsylvania, some of those 1 o'clock games on Severance Field, I don't know what they laid that turf over. Mm. I don't know if it was like a blacktop parking lot (laughs) where they put a turf down or whatever. But Severance Field might be the hottest playing surface at 1 o'clock on a Saturday. and And, like, yeah, and, like, September that I've ever uh, been on. I mean, it just cooked, mm-hmm. man. It's like a hundred. I mean, how how you guys play on that? And not cramp up, man. Because it, it, I'm telling you, you could cook a turkey on that field during a game. <laughs> it is real hot, especially in the summer. Uh, when it's hot, it's like it, yeah, it gets it gets real hot. But uh, we're, we're just so used to playing on it. We're so used to practicing on it. So I mean, it, it's not really that big to us, but. It it does affect it does affect sometimes when it gets super hot like ninety degrees ninety five degrees you start to feel it. 
I mean, you guys got the athletes, but I, I, that, that's got to be a home field advantage. Because I'm just, I'm telling you guys, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating, man. You know, I, I've been, you know, my, Florida's hot, South Carolina's hot. I think South uh-huh. Carolina might be hotter in Florida because of the humidity, but uh, that's Severett Field, man. When because I don't think the wind really kind of blows through there, and it just, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's like September, and it just starts radiating up from that turf. It is yeah. hot, folks. Mm-hmm. That's a couple times, you know. I thought about tapping out. I was like, man, I don't know if I can, I can do this anymore. <laughs> so, and, and uh, you know, I don't know. I don't care how much you shower or how much dirt you put on. Some of them games, I know I, I was probably not – I probably wasn't the best person. I probably wasn't the best person to be in people's faces interviewing them after coming off Severance Field. So, but anyway, enough about my body odor, guys. <laughs> Hey, Justin, you, you segueing and transitioning into this next chapter like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. You excited heading into camp? I mean, summertime is really prime time for football. I mean, you got off-season workouts mm-hmm. going on right now. Then you got your first camp as a collegiate athlete coming up. What's the mindset heading into, you know, the, this this Warriors era that you're about to impede upon? Mm-hmm. My mindset is uh, definitely to get up here, get adapted before camp because, honestly, I feel like that's where you win. That's where you win camp at. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, whatever you do in the offseason, what's going to carry over in camp and then what's going to ultimately carry over to the season. But my mindset really is just just to come up here and just and, and just show that I belong, um, show, show how much I've trained, show how much I've learned, and show just show my knowledge and everything that I've had and built up until this time. Um, and just show, show, show how good I am as a football player in, uh, in, in the knowledge and the, in the, phys- in the physical part of it. For for all our guests that come on this podcast, we ask them to leave words of wisdom or advice for all the athletes, whether mm. it be Central PA or across the entire state of Pennsylvania listening. What would you mm. tell to the class of 2023, 2024, and beyond about football, um, recruiting? Because you're someone yourself who didn't start getting offers until later on in your career. Mm. Um, what, what What would you say to them? Something I would definitely say, which I think is the biggest um, part of recruitment specifically, is don't don't worry about who is recruiting you. Don't worry about how many people are recruiting you. Just play football and, and just have fun because ultimately it'll it'll come with you playing football and with you just balling out. The offers and it's, it's all gonna come in. So it it doesn't matter if you get one offer. It doesn't matter if you get fifty offers. If you have an opportunity, just just make sure that you take your opportunity and and uh, appreciate your opportunity, no matter if it's on a D3 level, no matter if it's on the JUCO level or the D1 level. So just never take anything for granted because you don't know when it'll end. You don't know how quick it can be taken away. Brian, I think we got a podcast, my man. I think we do. My pre-workout just came. I built my home gym called something like Honey Badger or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go take it. And I'm gonna start start getting right. Justin, keep working hard, keep doing right, my man. Yes, Justin, we appreciate you coming on. And for everyone listening, please tune in and subscribe to PenLive.com for all of our exclusive content. Until next week, folks. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more.